So this morning, you get another insight into my mind. I know this is a scary thing. It's kind of like watching the Twilight Zone. You never really know what you're going to get. And then the episode begins and look out. So it was just a couple weeks ago, I think, that you got an insight into my mind with the whole snow and sun and snow thing. But this time, Dave, two weeks ago, led the song number 341, The Way of the Cross Leads Home. In that song, there's a, there's a verse, a phrase that made me think of the movie, It's a Wonderful Life. And it made me think, which that made me think of Matthew 7, 21. So now here we are. I'm presenting you a lesson based on these random thoughts that most people wouldn't see go together, but I do. And as an added bonus, you get two weeks in a row of references to the movie, It's a Wonderful Life. I really enjoy the movie. Ryan enjoys the movie. I've tried for years and years to get my family to understand the bigger picture of the movie, to enjoy the message that it brings out, and uh, hopefully I'll have many more years to turn them around to that. See if I can work this. I have no idea. There we go. Technology is what I got it. Who do I point at? There we go. Oh, too far. So in the song, The Way of the Cross Leads Home, the first verse is, I must needs go home by the way of the cross. There's no other way but this. I shall ne'er get sight of the gates of light if the way of the cross I miss. And if you would like to turn to the book of John, chapter 14, starting in verses 1. John 14, verse 1. Let your heart not be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way, you know. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If we want to enter the gates of light, it's the path through the cross that we have to follow. Jesus has gone before us to prepare our heavenly home. He has shown us the way to get there by the example he led, the words that he taught us, and the sacrifice that he made on our behalf. There are no detours, no shortcuts, no alternate routes to get you there. Jesus is the way, 
Without him, we are lost. If you go on vacation with the Millers, Tim usually has some good shortcuts. It might take a little longer. I don't know that I'd call them a shortcut, but they're very scenic, nice routes to go through, and you see the countryside. But on our path to heaven, there is no shortcut. There's no, I'll skip these three chapters or these three books in the Bible, and I'll still get there. I know Jesus said I'm supposed to do this, but I can, I can gloss over that, and I'll focus on this over here, and I'll still get there. He is the truth. He is the way. He is the path that we have to follow. Turn to the book of Luke, chapter 9. Luke 9, starting in verse 23. And then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost. For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him the Son of Man will be ashamed. When he comes in his own glory and in his Father's and of the holy angels. Jesus set the example for us to follow. Because of my sins, because of your sins, he was forced to pick up that cross and carry it to the hill. He was forced to be tied to the stake and beaten. He did this so that we don't have to. He paid that price so that we don't have to. He set the example for us to follow. We must deny ourselves. We must dedicate our lives to serving God and following Jesus if we want to make it to that heavenly home. This is a daily thing. We can't decide to follow today, but tomorrow, it's the weekend. I'm going to put all that stuff aside for the weekend. We can't say, well, I go to work or I go to school, so it doesn't apply there. God's teachings, God's example apply to us all the time. And we must dedicate ourselves to him every day. If we are ashamed of our faith, if we deny Jesus when our coworkers gather around and they start acting in a way that isn't appropriate, and I know Jesus wouldn't appreciate it if I went along with this, but I don't want them to think bad of me. I don't want them to shun me, so I'll go along with it. If we're ashamed of our faith, if we deny Jesus, we will be rejected. We must commit to him every day so as not to miss that path to our heavenly home. Verse 2 of the song, I must needs go on in the blood-sprinkled way, the path that the Savior trod. If I ever climb to the height sublime where the soul is at home with God. 
in Hebrews 10, starting in verse 11. And every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. From that time, waiting till his enemies are made his footstool, for by offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. We just partake of the Lord's Supper. This was a memorial, a remembrance of this sacrifice that Jesus made on our behalf. Under the Old Testament law, the priest would offer the blood of bulls and goats, of sheep, of birds. The blood of animals was shed as a way to try to atone for the sins that we've committed. But they couldn't do it. It wasn't enough. God gave that as a way to kind of push forward a little farther and a little farther until the perfect sacrifice was made. It kind of covered up the sins a little bit, but it couldn't erase the sins. That blood-sprinkled path that we are to follow is the perfect sacrifice that Jesus made one time. He gave his life, shed his blood in our place as the perfect sacrifice forever. The priest had to keep making repeated sacrifices that didn't remove the sin. Jesus' sacrifice removes our sins forever. Continuing in Hebrew 10, starting in verse 16. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds I will write them. Then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now where there is remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. God says he will remember our sins no more. What a glorious thought that he would erase our sins from us. Jesus' blood cleanses us. Therefore, verse 19, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way he consecrated for us through the veil, that is, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. If we want to climb up and stand at that house of God and our soul to be at home with God, this is how. Having our our hearts sprinkled with the blood of Jesus and our bodies washed in the waters of baptism. We can boldly climb up to our heavenly home because we have had our hearts cleansed by the sin, cleansed of sins by the blood of Jesus, our bodies washed in baptism, and we can enter boldly because Jesus paid the price for us. Verse 3. Then I bid farewell to the way of the world, to walk in it nevermore. For my Lord says, come, and I seek my home, 
where he waits at the open door. When we prepare to leave this world, to know that Jesus says, come, and we can answer that call, where he waits at the open door. And this, this was the line that got me thinking. The thought of Jesus standing there at the door of heaven, saying, come, enter, let me give you rest. The pain, the suffering that you've endured in your life is over. Let me wipe your tears. Enter in, good and faithful servant. But it made me think of the movie, It's a Wonderful Life. When George Bailey got to see, what would the world be like if you were never born? And when Clarence said, your wish has been granted. You have a wonderful present here that you get to see the world if you had never been born. And as he ran around Bedford Falls, which is now called Potterville, and he sees that everything is different. The old building and loan, it closed years ago, George. The house that him and his wife and his children lived in was just an old abandoned wreck. He runs around, everything's different. Nobody knows him, not even his closest friends, Bert and Ernie. Don't you know who I am? Take me home. Come on. You know where I live. And when he sees that everything is wrong, he thinks, I'll go home. And he runs to his mother's house, the place where he grew up. But even his own mother didn't know him. He had never given birth to him. He had never been born. He was a stranger to her. And when he knocks on the door and she opens the door, George says, Mother, Mother, what do you want? Mother, this is, this is George. I, I thought sure you'd remember me. George who? If you're looking for a room, there's no vacancy. Oh, Mother, listen, please help me. Something terrible's happened to me. And it was with these thoughts of, what if we got to heaven and we walked up to the door and Jesus stood there? There's no vacancy here. I don't know who you are. Why are you knocking on my door? Go away. And in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not promised in, or prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. These were people, it appears, that were performing miracles in the name of Jesus. And Jesus says to them, I don't know you. Depart from me. How sad would it be for us to think, I've got it made. I skipped a couple chapters in, in the Bible. Yeah, sure. I know it said that I was supposed to do this, but I didn't like that. So I 
kind of skipped past that. Well, during work, I can't be a Christian. When I'm around my friends, I can't be a Christian. I take the weekends off. Whatever it is, I'm willing to go this far for Jesus, but I'm not willing to go this far. But it's okay. I do most of it. I'm a good person. I haven't murdered anybody. I haven't robbed a bank. Now, so I'm a good person, so I, I should be okay. I can't think of anything that would be more sad or more frightening. He's standing there at the gate of heaven. And Jesus looks us in the eye and says, I don't know you. Depart. However, as we learned in this lesson, that we can enter the gates of heaven. If we pick up our cross every day, we follow Jesus on the path that he laid out for us. We have the assurance of entering heaven. We have the assurance of going to our eternal home. In the chorus of the song, we ended on a positive note. The way of the cross leads home. The way of the cross leads home. It is sweet to know as I onward go. The way of the cross leads home. If you've ever been away for an extended period of time, you know what a joy and a relief it is when you get to see your home again. I've had to travel several times for a year at a time, and there's nothing like the excitement as that time ticks down. Only a month to go, only a week to go. We're getting on the plane, and you don't look forward to that trip because it's 14, 20 hours strapped in a plane with a bunch of other people. You can't sleep, the seats aren't comfortable. You get to the airport, had to sleep on the floor of an airport because they didn't have any place to put us. But then you finally walk up the driveway, finally open that door and come home. And if you're really lucky, the Hewitts brought dinner over for you. <laughs> and uh, you get to surprise the family with that. But that sight of being home, of seeing that door, and you get to open it up and enter in. That's the joy that we can feel waiting to enter our heavenly home if we're willing to obey Jesus, be washed in the waters of baptism, and let his blood sprinkle our hearts and follow his example and follow his path. 